welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi, lovers. Hi, Holly. This is the final day in our lockdown survival tips series. Day seven. Yeah. Can you believe it? This is the first time we've ever released an episode a day for seven days. It's been fun. I hope you're proud of me, (laughs) mum. Your mum's proud of you, I know. She tells us all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So today's lockdown survival tips, Beck, are for people looking for work. Yes. So this is something that you and I can probably both speak to because we both had to look for work during last lockdown um, as well as our spouses. Yes, So correct. You know, there's a lot going on for this episode, <laughs> this <There> mini <laughs> bonus thing. <laughs> it was hard. Oh, I It was I so bet. hard looking for work during lockdown. Especially when you've got the added financial pressure of, okay, I'm out of work right now, and depending on where you're located in the world will depend on how much that impacts you we're very lucky in Australia to have you know an incredible government that actually supports people heavily Mm -hmm. if they are looking for work yes that's true but it doesn't mean that it's easy and it's you know going to be a hundred times harder if you're in a place that doesn't have that level of support Mm -hmm. yeah and I think at the time that we were both looking for work a lot of people had sort of been made redundant or lost yes, their jobs. So there were lots right. of people looking for work and it, it it did feel a little bit hopeless that, mm. you know, am I ever actually going to find a job? Yes. So, but we can encourage you. We all have jobs, you <laughs> and I and our spouses. That's all have true. Jobs. So keep going. <laughs> That's probably a good first tip. That's keep so going. true. Keep going. <laughs> but in the meantime, I mean, obviously when you're putting in resumes and, you know, having interviews online and all that, it can be tiring. So go easy on yourself. But what are some things that you did to help keep yourself um, sane during that time? Well, one thing that I did, my my most favourite thing that I did was join you starting a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Um, Just having something creative to do that kept my mind busy. So we... We would often chat every day about our ideas and do research. And so even though I didn't have a job to go to every day, I Mm. had something to do every day, something that I was enjoying and I could look Uh forward to. Uh And so I think that is find something. It doesn't have to be creative. It could be something else. It could be helping someone or, Mm. um, you know, starting a project like some of our other tips have been during the week. But just have something that you can do every day because when yeah. it feels like there's nothing to do, it feels quite hopeless. Yeah, it would feel really hopeless. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone on our Facebook post has said, only apply for a few things at a time and give yourself space between applications. I love that. Yes, so, so good. It feel it can feel like you, because if you don't have a job, it can feel like your job. And I know that people have said this before. It's like if you don't have a job, your job is finding a job. So yes. you must spend eight hours a day, you know, Ugh. looking for and applying for jobs. But mm-hmm. I think that the giving yourself time and space between applications mm-hmm. is actually a really healthy yeah. thing to say. Agreed. 
Really good. Um, they go on to say, write down interesting information about each company you are applying for to help you remember when you get a phone call and don't accidentally say the wrong thing. That is such a great tip, especially if you're applying for a lot of jobs. It's mm. really difficult to remember the job at a particular company because right. they all get mixed up in your mind. And so writing down a few dot points for each one is a brilliant idea. Or if you like us and you like technology or software or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, web solutions, <laughs> get a Trello board. Definitely. Go to Trello.com and yep. get a Trello board for all of your applications and just write some little things in there. And Brilliant. Then as soon oh. as you get a phone call, you can just flick it up and you'll, you know. Ugh. Why did I not think of that? Well, I, yeah, why did you not? Yeah. <laughs> This person continues on. This this person gave us some really great tips I know. for this one. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Don't be discouraged if you don't tick all the boxes in the criteria. Oh, gosh, I, I mm. wish I had thought about this or known this when I was applying. Rarely anyone does and many might be overqualified if they do. That's it's so, so true. Because I, I know I would read through an ad and if I didn't tick every box, I would think, oh, I'm not qualified for that role. But um, it's so true even now I'm in a position where we're actually mm. looking to employ someone at my work and it's like these are our main priorities and these would be bonuses if we mm. had them. But if we didn't, we could work around it or train them or whatever the case may be. And so from the other perspective, that's totally true. Don't need to tick all of the boxes. Yeah, I mean I the job that I'm doing now, when I looked at the roles that were available I didn't fit any of them. <laughs> and so when I spoke with the um, executive director and I explained, you know, what I'd like to do and she was like really quickly, I mean, as a, you know, a good leader in a company obviously was able to see my strengths and where I would be able to fit within their organisation and mm-hmm. how that would work for them even though it wasn't specifically one of the PDs that they had put out, mm-hmm. they kind of created something different with parts of each of, of a couple of them in there yes. that still, it still definitely filled the gap that they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, utilizing your strengths. That's right. Don't yeah. rule yourself out. And not, not everyone's going to have that story, obviously, but mm-hmm. don't rule yourself out yeah. just because you're, um, underqualified for that or because you don't think you necessarily fit that skill set. Mm-hmm. So good. I think this next part of the tip kind of links into this. They say spend time on your resume and in particular your skills which are transferable. Mm. So rather than just focusing on the experience you have but the actual skills that you've got from that experience that can be transferred into a different role. That's so, so true. great to be able to highlight those. And applying for roles applicable to your transferable skills, not just your previous history. That's so so good. good. One thing we haven't really talked about during our lockdown survival tips is uh, essential workers. Mm. And not that it really fits in looking for work, but, you know, someone might listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there are obviously a lot of people that are essential workers that need to still go into the office that Mm. can't work from home and obviously aren't looking for work. And that can be 
difficult. I know. So my 17 year old, she works at a, our local grocery store. So that's classed as essential work because they still mm-hmm. need to keep the food grocery shops store open. open. Yeah. And that's difficult for her on a number of levels, not just the mask wearing and, you know, those little screens that have to pop up to the security screens mm. and all that. But at her most recent shift, the shopping centre had required people to scan a QR code or sign in to shop at the shopping centre. And, of course, the customers, when they pay for their groceries, don't like it, and I can understand Mm. why. But then it's, you know, my 17-year-old or other essential workers that are getting every customer complaining, Mm. saying, I shouldn't have to do this, this is not fair, you know, this is not what the government's telling us, like as if my 17-year-old can change that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. That's so exhausting. But then on top of that, you've obviously got the frontline workers in the healthcare system that Mm -hmm. are like my mum, she's a nurse, and, you know, you've got people like that that are going into the hospitals doing their job and they're the ones probably at most risk of actually contracting COVID because they're exposed to all the people that are unwell Mm -hmm. or giving the vaccinations or doing the tests. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're the ones that are at risk the most and they're still receiving, you know, abuse from patients or other people. Complaints and yeah. It's awful. They're heroes, aren't they? They all, all the essential workers are heroes. Yeah. Thanks essential workers. Yeah. Our hats (laughs) off to you. Yes. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our lockdown series. Make sure you go and pop a comment for some advice on survival tips for people looking for work on our Instagram or Facebook page at I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast on Instagram or I Love You Too Much to Argue on Facebook. And make sure you send us an email if you've got some questions or comments or you just want to say hi, send us an email at I Love You Too Much to Argue at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you or you can send us a Facebook message or instagram message too see ya see ya thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode head to your favorite podcast platform to rate review and subscribe connect with us on instagram at i love you too much to argue podcast find us on facebook or email us at i love you too much to argue at gmail.com thanks lovers